0: Welcome back to the High Five Podcast with Darren and Duncan. And I'm Darren. I'm Duncan. We are uh, sitting in this open space right now, um, surrounded by uh, mountains and valleys, uh, right beside this crack in what we call the the Louisville Crack. I have a beautiful view of Long's Peak, which is a 14er. And uh, I'm looking at the rolling hillsides of the, yeah. the plains kind oh, of direction man. and yeah. oh it's perfect out here. yeah we've been uh, enjoying some cigars as usual and uh, we have a uh, th- this episode's on a uh, based on a user uh, or a listener question. That's right and it's all about <laughs> Ganfets. I almost said user because I'm so used to right I'm so used to equipment and equipment. customers. End user. Yeah.
1: No, we have lots of end users out there. We are users. I suppose, yeah. We're
0: users of audio equipment. And and we have an addiction. Yeah. And there's a an associated disorder. (laughs) It's a sickness. Called the restless audiophile syndrome. That's right. We all have it. It's the greatest affliction known to man.
1: (laughs) Or to us. It's one of the most fun ones, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, if you gotta have something, this is a good one to have. Yeah. Um, um yeah. So let me just jump right into the question right. here. All right. So this comes from longtime listeners, John and Lynn Clayber, Darren and Duncan. <clears throat> you've got a couple of seventy-year-old fans. And we take road trips. I ask my wife to select podcasts. Her first choice has always been, until recently, the Hi-Fi podcast.
0: Oh. Well,
1: we we let her down. I, you know, it's alright We, you know, life intervened And here we are again That's, that's wonderful though Thank I you. love Thank you so much That we're so popular I'm Flattered uh, In your house and on your road trips Thanks Thanks John and Lynn Now that you're back We'll be listening in again Topic In amplification We went from A to A and A B And now D type amplifiers we started with tubes, then transistors, then faster cheaper transistors, then hybrids, and now GaN FETs. The uh, the advantages of GaN FETs seem very obvious: no heat, massive transformers, and no need for mammoth heat sinks and reportedly exceptional sound quality including warmth and depth. The YouTube discussions suggest that we have entered a new stage of how to most effectively utilize GANFETs. As audiophiles look to the next upgrade and amplification, should we be waiting on GANFET? Uh, sincerely, John and Lynn Kleber. Fantastic. From North Mankato, Minnesota.
0: Well, that's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. And it's, uh, it's something, you know, as we're uh, running into these newer technologies, we have to. You start asking ourselves these questions as far as, yeah. well, do I drop the old technology and do I go with the new technology? A hot and, new thing. And as designers, we're faced with the same uh, question of, uh, you know, do I incorporate this new technology in uh, in in my design? So, I want to start off a little bit around what a, what are GAN FETs, and uh, the traditional FET is uh is a field effect transistor Mm -hmm. um the the mosfet is a metal oxide uh based one and and that uh substrate is uh silicon um so it's the same semiconductor that's used in um in solid state uh, uh technology um and uh, all around us, in our phones, and in our computers, and in our watches now. Um, and silicon has uh, some very, uh, some excellent benefits. Uh, today, it is very inexpensive. Um, that is turned into it's easy to manufacture, just due to uh, all of the equipment and all of the foundation that's been laid to. Uh, um, to fabricate silicon mm. and to dope it um, so uh, usually traditionally you can uh, create a PN junction on silicon by doping it with either boron and phosphorus and the the boron creates the N-type uh, okay. side of the doping and, uh, or I should say uh conductivity and the and the the phosphorus creates the, the P and so the way that they're layered depends on the sex of the junction that you create so you could create like a NPN where it's where it's boron, phosphorus, boron and that creates like an N junction huh. and then you could create a P junction by going phosphorus, boron, phosphorus. PNP. And, and, and so that's traditionally how the how a lot of the transistors are are, are created today. Whether it's a um, well, the the FET is a different construction, but it's still on silicon. Um, the uh, GaN FET is on a different uh, a, a different substrate, which is uh, gallium nitride. Mm-hmm. And so what what this does is it allows for you know superior properties in, in certain alum or in certain areas that have benefited uh, high frequency and high power um, use mm. um, and uh, and when I say high power I, I mean um, I should be more specific in the sense of more efficiency and less power dissipation. Uh, they actually do not uh, uh, excel at uh, very high power that's still, something that is uh, owned by the, the silicon world. Um, but, uh, but these new GANFETs have really uh, a really low gate charge, which means that they have uh, low in- input capacitance, so they can be very, very fast. And this is something, this one property alone uh, is something that has plagued Class D amplifiers. Um, the question is: is, how quick can you, you know, uh, change the voltage on the gate mm. uh, and so if it has uh, high capacitance you have to charge that capacitance which means you've created an RC time constant on the, on the gate so it takes time to get the voltage up to the certain level mm. if you have less gate charge now you can bring that voltage up on the gate faster
1: not to charge time. In
0: a in a Class D amplifier, that's important because you're bringing one side up when you're bringing the other side down, and if because it doesn't, it's not instantaneous. You have a slope associated with that rise. Mm. You have overlap on the bottom end where uh, both are on, uh, and then you have at a, 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 a the top end you have where both are off, which is called Deadband. Oh, okay. at the bottom it's called cross conduction where they're both on the problem with them both on is that you essentially draw a short across the power supply of a let's say a half bridge design on a, on a power output stage okay. it's a short across the power supply so in that moment even though it's a you know this could be measured in nanoseconds it's a very short time you have a large current spike uh-huh. What that means is that now you're creating an RMS current on the output stage, technically. You know, if you were to average current versus yeah.
1: a second, yeah, let's say that. There would be now all these you instances have current. of that high yeah. current that would average out. Average to out. A well, year.
0: that is exactly what, that's exactly the opposite of what a class D should do. A class D, by definition, uh, ideal in, in an ideal environment we always use that in engineering. It means that we're not really going to achieve that, but in a textbook sense, that's what we're what our ultimate goal is is where you, you don't have any current draw when there's no music. So, okay. if there's no input signal, the output stage shouldn't draw current. So, you're moving further away these parasitics are moving you further away from what the ideal class D amplifier should be. Yeah. The next problem is that That cross conduction creates EMI. So it creates uh, electromagnetic noise that's associated, um, uh, that's being radiated from the output stage. Um, This can uh, cause harm to other sensitive circuitry nearby. Um, It can cause you to want to be more aggressive on your output filter, which can harm the audio. Um, It can stop you from complying to. to the electromagnetic uh, 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 compliance. Like discharge compliance. Yeah, so EMC, what we call EMC. It's a compliance that is set um, by, uh, for instance, uh, uh, you know, a a regulatory... uh, 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 Yeah. uh, Regulatory standards by... In which they, they want you to comply to a certain limit a certain limit on the radiated noise. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, it's very advantageous to have a device that has less of this parasitic capacitance because you have, you can, you can uh, switch closer and not have as much cross conduction, which lowers distortion. It all goes in the right direction. It all goes in the direction that you want it to go in. A more, I am more, Ideal, output, switching stage.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I love this perspective. It's like talking about the quality of a beach by talking about the quality of the composition of a grain of sand on the beach. You know, <laughs> but it's like real. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it it you multiply it throughout the millions of what happens in music playback, and that's where that's where you're at. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: so then we get to that the uh, <clears throat> these GANFETs have less on resistance. So when you do uh, enhance the device so that the device is is uh, conducting from its drain to source, these are the other uh, pins other than the gate that I was just talking about, which is. Traditionally, the input on these output stages, um, and then you have the drain and you have the source of the device. When the device conducts from the drain to the source, it's in an enhanced mode, if it's an enha- enhancement device, um, and that device has a certain on resistance associated with it. Well, MOSFETs have a much higher; they have a much higher on resistance. Um, Ganfets are going to have a much lower on on resistance. What this means is that when you do draw current through it, such as you're, let's say, you're actually um, putting uh, current into the load, uh, you are dissipating a lot less power in the output stage uh, um, uh, with gan with a ganfet design than you are with. A mosfet design traditionally so what that means uh from a design perspective is that you can go with either uh using the the pcb as a heat sink or a really really small heat sink where with these traditional mosfet designs you you you, uh most of the time you're going to need some sort of heat sink just because the device has more associated loss yes right inefficient yeah yeah so uh, so that's really what they were uh, designed around is switch mode power supplies. And, uh, you know, they certainly were not created for audio. Something this uh, advanced is not, is not created for audio. It's more so in the switch mode power supply and in and, uh, and transmission world where they can really uh, um, uh, uh, show all their advantages. Um, it, you can create switch mode power supplies that operate a higher frequency because of the less these uh, parasitics are lower, you can actually now run the device at a higher frequency and not have the, the large problems associated with that gate charge that I was talking yes, about earlier. the charge time. Um, so now we're able to move the frequency up a little bit, which is, which is great. As you move the frequency up, now you run into the same issue. Like if I were to, you know, quadruple the frequency... The switching frequency on a GaN FET amplifier, I'm still going to have the same problems that I did at a lower frequency on the MOSFET. Mm. I'm now you're going to hit a now, limit. Now it's where still the charge only still yeah, matters. it's it's only rising so quickly still. Yeah. still there's still an input capacitance associated with the device. Um, and so that's why as you increase switching frequency, switching losses increase as well. Mm. So if really efficient switchers operate at a lower frequency. That's why your inverters on your solar panel system operate at 20 kilohertz mm. or 20.1 kilohertz. Just sometimes they, they they are just out of the audio band. They don't want to get fuss of driving some sort of, uh, uh, you know, piezoelectric device crazy and driving a dog nuts or driving your child nuts or yeah. driving you nuts with some sort of uh um you know intermodulated yeah. uh, audio band product they're they're just out of the audio band but they want to keep efficiency high so they they literally go as low as they they can got it where they're willing to go without without causing problems and they still cause a lot of problems especially to us um yeah. i you know, oh, you I know on APs us. when i'm in us a, a building that is supplied by solar solar power i i a lot of times i'll see the the, the inverter products sitting there right at, you know, between 20 and 25k, they're sitting there. Gotcha. Um, and, and so that's why they switch so low. So so that's a, an advantage to GanFet, is that now we can think about moving, moving the frequency upwards. Now, the way that I'm going to approach this is is that Whenever we are, you know, presented with a new technology, it's really important that we don't just hop on the boat and say, well, it's new, it's advanced, that means everything in the past is garbage and we should abandon where we've come from. There are still some large advantages to to using MOSFETs and, um... And so w- w- one one reason why the class D amplifier was originally I guess um why why it was why so much uh attention was put into it as as a technology was that it's a it's a te- it's a technology that can be scaled to the masses to deliver high performance at a very low cost that was originally what now we're we're thinking about it in purely a high performance uh, from a high performance perspective but when Bruno was working on the original UCD at Philips the goal was to create the universal class D amplifier US, UCD to create something that would go in all your cars, in all of your high-end stereos. You know, it, it's going to take over all of the mass ma- mass product mass production products that offer some level of performance and need high power. That was the, that was the goal, I believe. And the advantage to the MOSFET, the reason why Bruno Pusez, if I'm getting his na- his last name right, um, is. What, why he's still using MOSFETs is that, or one of the reasons why he's still using MOSFETs is that MOSFETs are still, um, a a lot more, they're, they're inexpensive to implement. Mm. Um, and so GANFETs right away are, uh, a lot more expensive, you know, a single GANFET that has a high current rating that would rival the MOSFETs current, uh, Drain current uh, rating, uh, you know, could could be a factor of ten times more money, um, even more um, in some cases. Uh, so, so that is actually you have to, as a designer, you have to start thinking. Well, what if I put that money elsewhere in the design? What if I put it in the signal path, or what if I solve this other issue with it? Um, that's 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 uh, that's one. That's one thought, but then you go back to, well what about that whole gate charge issue? How do you solve that? And the solution with UCD was that what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to pull out that uh the switching time between between the two devices and we're going to create a a dead band there. Mm-hmm. So now they're not overlapping at all. They're pulled out, mm-hmm. which is what you've done is you've created THD now because they, there's a moment in which both are off, right? Yeah. But they're, they're never on at the same time. So your efficiency now has gone way up. That, that RMS current that we talked about has dropped drastically just now to switching losses and um, uh, some of the inherent uh, uh, parasitics that
1: are still there. It's just a Um, dead band now that's pulling the current. That's right. Well, it's
0: um, well, it's just when their devices are on. When it's the the dead band's there. Oh, they're off. They're they're off. Um, There are still parasitics associated there, but but we've solved that overlap and that cross-conduction issue. Um, We've created THD. Now we have that as a problem. Uh, What UCD does is it's a self-oscillating design, in which it has the capability of wrapping uh, a massive amount of feedback uh, corrective feedback around the amplifier and you're able to actually you know uh, cancel out all that THD Mm. so now you get high efficiency low loss uh, low cost and high performance Mm. and and so right now I bring all this up and I describe this and kind of go off on a tangent off of uh, GANFETS to talk about the two sides right now that are battling. Uh, Bruno is not a huge fan of GANFETS. Um, uh, I don't want to be too specific around his words because I I don't exactly know what he would say. I do know that right now he's preferring to design with MOSFETS and uh, and if they need to go into a uh there's silicon carbide as well, which is can can actually has other advantages and uh can uh support a, a lot higher power in in uh scaling the designs to much higher power, where GANFET is pretty limited when you get up to um let's say like two hundred volt devices, they start to uh tap out right around that region where you can get, you know, six hundred volt and a thousand volt um, uh, silicon carbides, and and so uh, so there are other uh, you know uh, design directions, but given the advantages of what the UCD amplifiers offer, GAN would be kind of like spending the money where you wouldn't really see the advantage of GAN mm. in it. Um, the mm. interesting the self-oscillating designs. What their premise is is that you are um, really, from a basic perspective or a, a basic description of them is that you are actually controlling, they're operating in an um, uh, unstable state. But you're, it's a controlled instability.
1: You're controlling the... So yeah, you're what you're doing is you're,
0: you're, you're designing it so that it oscillates at the switching frequency that you want. And that switching frequency is going to move with the input signal. But, but let's say that it's steady state with no input signal. you have a, a defined um, oscillation at a certain frequency that you've set in the feedback. Now you're able to, to apply more feedback than the stability conditions uh, 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 require. right? So traditionally, you would if you wanted it to be a stable amplifier, you would actually have to start diminishing the uh, the open loop gain or the bandwidth in in the open loop response to to be able to uh, make that amplifier stable. But in the self oscillating design, you want it to run you want to run it into instability. So now you can rake that gain up, which uh, defines how much corrective feedback you have. Hmm. So it really starts to run. It really starts to to work together. The other I advantage see. is that. As you approach the rails with a self oscillating design, the switching frequency that oscillating frequency actually moves down. Huh. Now what you have is you have increased efficiency though what we talked about the losses start to decrease even further at really high power levels, which is advantageous so so gotcha. so I bring that up because there are there's a different perspective people are so focused on. There's this device, yeah. yeah. But what about the way, you know, it's the topology? What about yeah. the way of uh, architecting and engineering this these devices as a whole into the system? There are ways to use MOSFETs still. MOSFETs are not going away. Um, there are designs in which it would just not be a, um, you know, a fruitful yeah. uh, a decision to to go with GANFET. Not worth the money. It's not worth it. Because you're not pulling it off, right? Um, if you're if you're not bringing them close together, then uh, then it's not really that 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 important. And and so the the UCD uh, and the self oscillating technology. Um, and there's other there's some people doing self oscillation um, with uh, with ganfat. And I believe a company that is doing this. I may be incorrect. Um, uh, uh, Atmosphere released Class D amplifiers. Yep. I believe that these are self-oscillating and they use GANFETs. I yeah. believe. Yeah. Orchid Audio. Um, I don't know whether that's self-oscillating, but I know that that's a right now a respected GANFET design as well. Gotcha. Um, they may be self-oscillating. Um, so, so that that's kind of uh, the, so if you want to make a traditional Class D amplifier that doesn't use the self-oscillating design or you're not really uh, open to using high amounts of feedback, then GANFETs uh, certainly are going to bring uh, an advantage when it comes to THD and switching loss and the ability to, to move that switching frequency up and then therefore uh, moving your filter up your output filter, because the way that this works is that you have the switching frequency, you have a PWM that's going into the output stage, and then on the output, you need to low-pass that PWM to to have the audio frequency left um, untouched. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, you know, the higher you have that output filter, the further it is away from the audio band, and the the less t- you're going to have um, less uh, frequency uh, uh, dependence, that low dependence um, as, as for in the frequency domain. You're going to have less phase shift in the audio band, um, all of that yeah. as yeah. you move that output filter up. So there are reasons why we want to push the, the switching frequency in amplifiers upwards. Yeah,
1: but there's no free lunch,
0: right? But there's no free lunch. There's always... There's always that other side of um, as a designer, uh, you start thinking, well, um, you know, what, what about, uh, you know, where do I put my eggs um, In what basket do I put uh, to put the, the money that I do have to spend in these different areas? And with GAN, it's going to be more expensive and you're going to have to pay for you're either going to have to limit the power of the design. Or you're going to have to pay for expensive GANFETs um, mm. that have higher powers that that are on the same level of even just your, you know, dollar fifty MOSFET. Um, so. So that's kind of right now. I, I wouldn't say it's a technology that is uh, obsoleting anything. It's just a, another option to create. a a new breed of, of class D.
1: Cool. Yeah. And are you, uh, you doing any research with it? And, um,
0: I, I am, I am playing around with ganfets. Um, I'm not ruling out other alternatives. Yeah. Um, makes, you know, like like silicon carbide has interesting properties and, and they actually, like I said, they, they can deliver higher powers, um, you know, they're higher voltage devices than what's on the market currently of Ganfet. I do think that we'll get there with Ganfets. Um, But, uh, but you know, those are the, that, those are like the, the large advantages right off the bat and disadvantages when it comes to, you know, the cost associated with them.
1: Makes sense. Hey, just a random, um, does silicon carbide, is that what the, uh, uh, in a, in an oscillator, that's an SC cut oscillator uh, is that what that stands for?
0: No, no. I believe that's, um, that's the way that the crystal is cut. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the crystal has to be polished as well and it has to be polished really well. But no, that, that is, um, that I, that is not silicon carbide. Okay. Just yeah. random. I'm mm-hmm.
1: just curious. Uh, I've been r- r- running into that term just, a uh, playing around with the, yep. the soul note gear. Sure, um, sure. We've had an opportunity to explore. and Yeah, they use all <clears throat> SC cut, OXCO uh, mm-hmm. stuff in there, like clock. and All right. Wow. Yeah,
0: you know, and, and going back to, again, some people are criticizing these Class D companies for not coming out with Ganfet designs. Um, I've heard criticisms around... You know, from Hypex uh, to Purify to Ice Power, hey, none of these companies I just mentioned are using uh, are using Ganfat. Why? Uh, the reason is is that their goals are different. You know, uh, for instance, with Ice Power, they have to supply. Uh, you know, in the high-end pro audio world, they supply a lot of the amplifiers for arrays and and for a lot of this uh, modern active. Uh, pro audio uh, sound, sound delivery and sound reinforcement. And, uh, you know, they need to keep reliability high. Uh, they're, they're more, uh, into, you know, moving, uh, this dead band, um, further out and not having the cross conduction and then using corrective feedback to solve it because it kind of solves all the issues. And, it It removes a lot of costs out of the design where they can put the costs elsewhere, or they can deliver a product that is higher value and comes in at a lower price point
1: that makes a ton of sense that this is all like a a value proposition and it's and it has something yeah. to do with the supply of the devices, the newness of the devices um, yeah yeah, that makes a lot of sense that it. It would be only us audiophiles, like really hand wringing over, you know, whether this has Gans or not. Yeah, yeah. Always, you
0: know, we, we should never be obsessive about a single component.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's like, uh,
0: um, you know, you can you can create, uh, you can create. You know, there are many ways to to build something. There are many different building blocks to build a design and. Sometimes it's about the design as a whole rather than a single component being some sort of revolutionary design. Now I do I will stand by that if you are if simplicity in a class D design is the goal, if if minimum feedback is the goal, I would say that Ganfets are, are uh, massively advantageous.
1: Mm. You know, this you see this in audio. Uh, i was i was I, t- I gave a tour to the <clears throat> colorado audio society last night of uh, yg and uh, i would be asked you know i'd be describing one thing that we're doing in this one spot and it would be asked for a co- like a corresponding characteristic that that can be applied just to that and my answer always has to be that it's the result of an entire system, including this thing that I'm talking about, that, that gives what you're hearing, you know? It's never just the thing we did with the dome of the Tweeter. It's that combined with the right. waveguide that we designed for right. the advantages that we get from the new dome on the Tweeter plus this part of the crossover yeah. that causes that. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know, and if that you were is to use to look that at.
0: amazing tweeter in some sort of design that's just not thought out, oh, yeah, you, you could be in a situation where some sort of SEAS prestige would be better.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: right. Sure. It's it, you really have to take that technology and you have to house it in the correct environment to really reap the benefits, yeah. or else you're just kind of you know pissing it away.
1: Yeah, and it's all a system, and you know, everything matters. And yeah. This is all basic audiophile principles, but that's, this is where they come into play, and it's, yeah. it's for sure the way to look at
0: it. I think that moving forward uh, that we will see, um, you know, a, a continuing uh, improvement in uh, Class D technology and sound. Um, some of that technology will be GanFet-based, and some of it will be MOSFET-based. Some of it will be silicon carbide.
1: And whatever the next thing is that people And the next thing. Yeah. 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 Sweet. All right, Darren, thanks so much for that. Absolutely. Good Um, question. Yeah, I've been just as curious as John and Lynn about this. Um, And, you know, you just start seeing it around and um, you rarely get the opportunity to understand from your perspective why or why not uh, to use that thing. So... This is just a great window into into the design world, and mm-hmm. even if this goes up over a lot of our heads, I, you know, I think I think uh, you made it really clear, uh, you know, kind of the the gist of of what is actually going on on the sand level and why we love why we might like this beach, you know, so much. So mm-hmm. thanks, dude. Yeah, um, and thanks, John and Lynn, for the question and a reminder of our questions email address it's hi-fi at outlook.com oh but let's fire right into the album album of of the week week. right all right
0: no no drum roll this uh this album uh comes from an artist by the name of mitski Mm -hmm. and it's an album uh, uh by the name of the land is hospitable and so are we
1: that's nice
0: And, uh, it's a female, uh, single female, uh, vocalist, um, with, uh, you know, production and a band accompanying her. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful album. Um, it kind of, uh, I've been thinking about influences and how I can describe this and I've noticed that the songs do kind of hop around on her sound, you know, like the type of influences that you might hear in it. Yeah. You know, the first song, which is, I'd say if you want a quick little sample of her, it, my vote would probably be the first track, which is Bug Like an Angel. Um, this one, I, I kind of hear uh, some, you know, Elliot Smith, you know, with... Uh, um, so uh, what is um, what's that artist from Iceland? You know, it's a little bit that... what's Arnie, 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 yeah. Arnie Margaret, Margaret, yeah. 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 There's a little bit of that too. Yep. But uh, but it's just a a, a really well done uh, uh, album, and I I really uh, I really recommend it. On on a system, uh, the production is done very well as well.
1: Yeah, I think the connection to Arnie is it's like a bedroom singer kind of like Mm -hmm. perspective of you know the intimate uh, close mic vocal that's uh, spread on the. Center uh, image as as a little bigger than than other recordings than like a live recording that'll be from a distance right so uh, it's it's intimate and and moody and but I, I like it is moody that's a good word for it and you mentioned the diversity there's it's not every song sounds the same no it's uh, different there's a lot of yeah. creativity here yeah um, I also thought that there is a kind of a connection to culture wall a little bit in the sense that the backing instrumentals, uh, serve the vocals and the lyrics and not the other way around. Um, there are these accompaniment flourishes, but they happen in the background. I I heard a pedal steel on one of these things and kind of not expecting that. Um, but it, it just, it just sits in the background as this, uh, bed, uh, soundscape bed to, you know, to lay the vocals on and um, and so then it becomes, you know, the, the lyrics are important, and the vocal nuances she brings are important. Same as in Arnie Margaret, same as in Culture Wall. So lovely, and Very it cool. sound and it sounds great. I put it on at the show, and, yep. and you know, it was, it was a good one. So oh,
0: and also the record is great. It's a great pressing. Mm. It's an excellent pressing. At least the first edition that's out there right now. You can get it for like twenty three ninety nine on Amazon. Um, uh, it, wonderful! I can uh, say that they did a great job at pressing this. Oh wow, that's yeah. good to know. Which cool. I can't always say, unfortunately.
1: Indeed, with modern albums that you know, yeah,
0: that where you don't had know some if... disappointments
1: recently. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You get those pancakes. Yeah. Those wobbles.
1: The... Oh man, I my ask...
0: my Kuzma tone arm does not do well on mm-hmm. on wobbles. You know, mm-hmm. just because of the center of gravity is different on that four point. Um, and when you have an expensive cartridge, you're always looking at that suspension,
1: you know, like moving up and down you're like, right. uh, do you, do you have a periphery ring it. from VPI? Don't you have one of those and a big clamp? I
0: used to, I don't have it on my, on my Kuzma. Um, I, you know, those, my experience with those is, um, besides the, always the opportunity of dropping it on the record and this is the absolute hassle of putting it on every time. Yeah. It doesn't actually. It it, it resolves some of the warp from the from the um, outer side, but you still have the warp internally. Yeah. Um, So uh, there's always that, and then you're uh, maybe you could. I mean, I've come across albums recently that have um, you know a ton of like inner groove problems that are just uh, problems with the lacquer Mm. to begin with. You know, and um, yeah, some of these. some of these artists, they, they don't really, you know, they don't, they're not listening to their lacquer and making sure that the lacquer's good. They just yeah. run it one time. It's like, okay, that's it. Even though it has defects and all yeah. of this, yeah, um, uh, that's one big difference when you buy it from, you know, Acoustic Sounds or you're buying uh, really high end vinyl right now. They're they're taking many takes to get the right the right cut, and then once they get the right cut, then
1: then they go through with it. And they're not coating the album with garbage and they're not yeah. uh, people using alcohol, you yeah. know, clean stuff. And yeah, there's there's just, it's handled the right way. Um, yeah. yeah. But the process is that they're they're
0: cutting the, the lacquer and they're making sure, then they're creating a test record with that and they're making sure that that's something that they approve of. And a lot of this, what you hear, like when you buy a brand new record and there's some sort of defect across the whole record, that's not on the record. That's on the lacquer. That yeah. was cut. Every record's going to have the same defect. Yeah. Likely, there are some other, um, some other reasons why maybe you'll have an individual issue. But, um, anyways, this one's good. Uh, feel free to check that vinyl out. And uh, and I think that that's uh, that's been another episode yes. of the Hi Fi Podcast with Darren and Duncan. And I'm Darren. I am Duncan. And we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. See
1: you. The Hi Fi Podcast. Duncan Taylor is copyright 2022 of Slope Productions. The intro and outro music is provided by Color Red of Denver and features the band many colors.